Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for coming to our show, man. We really appreciate it. No problem. Not a problem at all. It is wonderful to meet you. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got one more guy who'll be here just in a moment. And okay. um, yeah, we're, we're going to have a good time today. Excellent. Cool. Look forward to it. Good. Uh, how much how much time do you have for us today? We want to make sure we we respect your time constraints and no problem. Uh, um, what do you want to do? Like an hour or we 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 can do an hour. We we've done shows that were two hours. It really depends on the yeah. guest. So we I mean we have questions. Um, our yeah. shows probably run around ninety minutes, give or take. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's not a problem. Okay. Um, a, a lot depends on. Um, you know, the more stories you have, the better for us. So we yes, we're happy cool. to just we're happy to just hang out with you. So we're we're all hey, good cool. there. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Wonderful. Wonderful. Today's Mother's Day here in uh, in the U.S. So uh, one of our members is is uh, hanging out with uh, his mom today. You know, so yeah, yeah. It's, apparently, it's all over the world, apart from England. Yeah, you're in <laughs> March, right? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. interesting. I don't know I, why. I have no idea. <laughs> trying to be difficult, I guess. It's yes, like, it's like, yeah, you know, right. It's just like the uh, U.S. and metric. We're we're just being difficult, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. What's this meter stuff? I don't know. It's like a yard. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. I'm still feet ninjas, so we're talking the same language. Okay, there. let's see. Reasonable people here, Mr. Grimmett. That's right. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. There comes Chop Tom. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Steve's good, already here good. waiting for us. He's he's here ready to roar. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Prompt, man. <laughs> Prompt. That's right. Sorry about that. Hi, Steve. Great to meet you. Hey, how are you guys? All right. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, ready. We're excited about this. So yes. we're very ready for this. We are. It's, this is very exciting for us. All right. Well, we've got a wonderful introduction that we're going to do, and then we'll introduce you, and then we're just going to start uh, talking and having and questions, and um, you know, have a good time. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. All right. You guys ready to rock and roll? Oh Absolutely. yeah. All right. Here we go. This is Slasher Dave of Acid Witch, and you are watching Heavy Metal Horror. <laughs> I am Montag, master of illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. Hey, this is Chop Top. Stay heavy, because this one's going to be grimtastic. Hey, I'm Wildcard, and I'll see you in hell. <laughs> That's I got right. you. I figured, Chop Top, I figured <laughs> yeah, you'd get there before me. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'll see you there first. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm taking over when I go there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you are watching and listening to Heavy Metal. Metal. Oh. Oh. Kitties. We have a spectacular show tonight. We're kind of pinching ourselves because we kind of don't believe this is going on. But we've got Steve Grimmett from Grim Reaper. Onslaught, Lion's Heart, the main man is here tonight. 
Steve, welcome to Heavy Metal Horror. Thank you very much, guys. I'm really looking forward to your show. Oh, uh, we are all fans. Uh, we are so excited. Um, and I, I know when we ask people to be on our show, because we're, you know, we're just small potatoes. We, you know, we just have fun. Uh, we never, we never know who, the kind of response we're going to get. So I was right. just thrilled when I got the, yes, Steve will be on your show. I'm like, holy crap. I said, Hey guys, guess who we're getting? Steve Grimmett's going to come on. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're excited. Um, so I guess we're going to start with some background questions, kind of just, you know, and then we're going to work our way through all kinds of stuff that we want to know about your creative process, life on yep. the road, all kinds of fun, hypothetical questions, you know, so we're going to, yep. we're going to have some fun. Um, okay, cool. All right. So Steve, where did your love of music come from? Um, I think to start off with it, well, it's very much now, but I think it was in my blood. Um, and uh, I used to sing to records in my bedroom, like, uh, you know, like everybody rock star I suppose was and doing and a, a girlfriend caught me singing when she came around to see me and uh, she said oh you're really good and I'm like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she got me a, an, an audition for a local band that were looking for a new vocalist and I got the job but the, but it, it didn't last very long and uh, um, and then I got approached by other local musicians and we formed a band called Crater Mass, but I don't can't don't think we ever recorded anything. And then that sort of split up, and 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 I got approached by uh, a guy called Lance, a uh, guitarist, and we formed Medusa. You you may have heard of Medusa, and that's really where it all started because Lance was a a, a big Judas Priest fan and wanted to do. A Judas Priest song and he picked Starbreaker and I listened to it and thought shit no way we'll ever be able to do that well that wasn't the case you know I could I could quite easily do that and that's where it all started really it was just just my love for for playing live recording you know and that still still with me now you know I do love playing live I do love being in the studio crafting you know lyrics and uh, and melody not only for myself but for other people i get offers all the time can you sing on our album can you do this can you do that yeah well yeah absolutely because i've got my own studios right behind me oh, nice. and uh, so um, it, i just love it you know and uh, and that love has never left me at all so it's good you know yeah yeah now quater mass I'm, I'm assuming that's based on the the series of of movies right creator mass experiment creator uh, mass in the pit I, I can't remember to be fair yeah those uh, were made by hammer studios and they and, were yeah, yeah. yeah um i can't i can't really remember it was uh it was sort of a pr progressive rock type thing you know sure and i used i used to play the keyboards in it you know i used to have this big hammond and used to cart that thing around everywhere with me <laughs> And uh, uh, it, it was it was a good time. It was, and you know, I'm still actually friends with the guitarist on Facebook. And um, I uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. But then it got a bit more serious with the 
with Medusa. Mm -hmm. and, uh, that was a much more polished unit. Uh, we started getting um, record company interest, although that's as far as it ever went. But um, it was, uh, yeah, it was really good. Good, you know. Nice. Enjoy listening to those songs now. <laughs> yeah, cool. So what is it about metal that attracted you, you know, as a genre? What do you like about playing metal? Uh, it's expressive. And, you know, I'm not saying that any other genre isn't. But for me, it said it all. Uh, the urgency, the, the, the being able to express yourself in any form you like in this, in this genre. And I just love the feel of it, the vibration. And, and you know, that, and, and that's it, really. I, I fell into it because I wasn't a, a, a metal fan to start off with. I had to, this, this uh, audition that I got, this girlfriend that got me, uh, they were heavily into Thin Lizzy. And uh, what was the song we used to do? Oh, I think it was Boys Are Back In Town. And that was that was it for me. It's like, yeah, I really like this. It's energetic. It's da, 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 da. And, you know, all those many years ago, and I'm still into Thin Lizzy. What a great band. Yeah, yes, exactly. Fantastic right. band. Uh, but the reason that I sing, and this will surprise most people, is Elton John. I, uh, I absolutely adore Elton John, especially when he was writing with Bernie Torme. Mm -hmm. and, um, okay. Bernie Torpin, sorry. And um, he is now writing again with Bernie. And it, it was just such a stunning time, you know, that the songs were great. And, and that is the reason I sing. And it was maybe five years ago. Maybe, you know, maybe 10 years ago, my mother gave me the family Bible. And in it, there's pages for you to write your uh, family tree. And lo and behold, on my mother's side, we are uh, related to the Dwight family. Of course, Elton John's name is Reginald Dwight. And his name's in the Bible. And it's wow. like, oh, okay. Really cool, yeah, that kind of yeah, cool. that's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, um, you guys could do a tour together. You know, well, I, I mean, the cousins' family Bible tour. You well, know, <laughs> Elton John and and and, yeah. and Grim Reaper would be a great yeah. show. Great I would show. Be to do um, a song with him. I, I really would. Because uh, I hadn't seen, I, I, you know, I was a fan, but I'd never seen him live. And my son, for a birthday present said he's playing in Cardiff, which is about an hour away from here in Wales. And uh, he, he said, I've got your tickets. And I was like, oh, awesome. And it was, it was, it was brilliant. I loved every minute that I was there. You know, it was, it was great. Fantastic. Yeah. He's one of those artists who just transcend, you know, people from any genre and a walk of life can enjoy him. And I've been listening to him since I was a kid you know, in the yeah. mid seventies and just was mesmerized by his music. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a, a stunning artist. He really is. And, uh, you know, uh, I will continue to listen to him until the day I die. You know, he's fantastic. Nice. Uh, I'm going to talk about your musical heroes. Um, you know, growing up, you know, we all have, we're all fans of people. So who were some of your musical heroes? 
Well, I got into into heavy metal, heavy rock late in life, really. Um, and so I missed out on a lot of um, like Led Zeppelin and stuff. I, I didn't listen to that. So I, I do obviously know the famous songs, but I don't really know the ins and outs of the band. But Thin Lizzy started it off and so I got into that. And then Judas Priest, obviously, because uh, I, I had to sing uh, a song of theirs. Uh, got into that, and then White Snake. Uh, I absolutely adore uh, Coverdale's vocals. He's absolutely brilliant. And uh, there are a lot more people, but those are the ones that I oh, love. The main man Dio. You know, I I, um, I really still wish he was around, and I could have gone and seen him. You know, but alas, uh, you know there there, there are stunning vocalists and then there are vocalists but they got a a fantastic aura about them and they can front and that's what it's all about for me i mean you know ozzy osbourne i absolutely love ozzy osbourne but he's not much of a singer but can i swear yeah oh, oh yeah yeah oh, oh we're free really. <laughs> for that yeah he um he uh, <laughs> he, he can walk out on stage, not say anything, and he's got the whole audience in the palm of his hand. That is something mm. special to watch. I've seen that twice now, and it, and it, it, it just walks out, and that's it. He's mm -hmm. he's got the whole audience right there. Doesn't have to say anything, do anything, and that that's that's a real special thing to watch. Yes, he's a tremendous front man. You know, he's, he's mesmerizing and that you can't, you can't not, you know, look at him. All right. No, no. Have you got a chance to meet any uh, of the, you know, your heroes or the, or the musicians you admire over the years? Have you had a, a chance? Yeah. To, and who have you, who have you met? Yeah, I've met Ozzy. And uh, uh, are you aware of Magnum? Mm -hmm. English AOR band. Oh, there. Uh, uh, Wasp. I'm still good friends with um, uh, Chris Holmes. Um, nice. nice. Yeah, he's he's a great. He's going through a bit of a shit time actually at the moment. He's got throat cancer. Mm. Uh, uh. Not doing so good. Well, I say not doing so good. He's he's had all of his treatment, so we're sort of keeping our fingers crossed for him. But, uh, yeah, there there are. I've met quite a number, but. Fish from Marillion. I actually really just bumped into him. So that was quite cool. Brian May, uh, Alan Holdsworth, mm. uh, Tommy Aldridge, uh, nice. you know, it's the list that goes on. It, but it's great, you know, because I've only ever met one arsehole. And that's, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Dave Lee Roth. Really? Huh. Yeah. Really? Oh. A complete <laughs> asshole, yeah. Because uh, I was, I was into uh, uh, Van Halen, and he came down to. We were in the states at the time, and he came down to the RA building to do uh, a radio show. And Nick and I thought, well, let's go and meet him afterwards. You know, no, 
wasn't fucking interested. And I thought, right, you you are. So I'm never buying another one of your records. And I didn't. <laughs> it, all it takes is one time, you exactly. know. And yeah, yeah and and yeah. they don't have to be that way. We've we've had all we've just talked about encounters of of people who we used to love and who are our musical heroes. And then when you have that sour encounter, like they're yeah. dead to you. It's like you know yeah. what. You could have you could have been nice for ten fucking seconds, and, yeah. and made our made our day, but you yeah. had to be a fucking dick, and yeah. then that's it, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. You know that's that's one thing that I do with my fans. It's it's I will always make time for them. Sometimes they they, they approach me when I'm trying to get ready to go on stage, and that that I say, look, you know, afterwards I'm mm. going to come downstairs. I'm going to come out sign stuff pictures you know do whatever you want and um and that's what i do and and every show I definitely do that because at the end of the day without without the fans i wouldn't be doing it right right and you've made their day you know i mean you really do um those moments are are rare and i can understand their excitement like they don't think they're gonna see you after the show so they, they take that moment like oh my god i got an opportunity let's try you know so i yeah. get that uh but yeah. bravo for you for meeting with them yeah. after the show it's, yeah. it's me it's part of it you know that's part of me giving back what they've given to me you know and that's really really important to me um well, i've just got back from doing uh some shows in brazil and the last show I couldn't do that. They, they they rushed me out because there was fighting going on or something, and they didn't want me getting anywhere near that. So they they rushed me yeah. out, and uh, I didn't get to do that. And uh, yeah, it was a shame, but it was uh, you know because I'd like to have seen. Obviously, I've got a lot of Facebook friends and, and Instagram friends that told me they were going to be there, and uh, I couldn't I couldn't come and see them so i was a bit disappointed with that but you know next time <laughs> sure right right yeah well m- much respect with that though steve because you know ronnie james was well renowned for doing that and he set yeah. sort of like the template i think for yeah. a lot of other artists to follow with that giving back to the yeah. fans and everything and that genuineness so yeah kudos to you yeah because you know without them you, you wouldn't have record sales you wouldn't have uh right. audio and it's really important and it's very very important to me so you know i i, I what i'll do after a show is quickly go and towel down um have a drink and then go back out within 15 minutes of getting off stage and and you know they'll they'll still be waiting there and it and it's a thrill for me as much as it is for them so you know it will continue good That's excellent yeah. well let's talk a little bit about your about creativity and your process. Um, what is your creative process uh, when you are writing music or, or lyrics? Um, well, basically, I've always had uh, the, the backing tracks beforehand, even going back to Grim Reaper days, uh, before we had any recording equipment, we used to rehearse and write the songs in rehearsal. And uh, Nick was... Uh, in university at the time and he came back for one weekend and we rehearsed both days he said I've got a great idea I said oh what's that he said well I've got this this three chord song called see you in hell and I all right okay so I took that he played it and I had to remember it and uh, I was taking a shit 
when I wrote the lyrics. <laughs> <for that>. uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, and I shall never forget that. <laughs> Obviously. But, this, uh, these are the stories that we love to hear. So yeah. Just let you know, this is this is what we yeah. live for. <laughs> So yeah, so I finished that off, and then obviously the next time Nick came back from university, it was like, right, I've got lyrics, let's go, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it, they, I can't say that's a special moment, but it's it's <laughs> things like that that you remember, you know. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you take you take a shit every time you're writing lyrics, right, Steve? So that's your creative. Yeah. That's, not, that's not yeah. part of your creative it process. Happens. Try that. It's natural. Yeah. It happens to all of us. Yeah, it can't hurt. Wild card. I mean, your lyrics might come out pretty good next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's it, it's part of the process, and and you know, I've been called a devil worshipper and all the rest of it, but it's got nothing to do with it, you know, because see you in hell although it's it's taken totally the wrong way it, it's a story about the temptation of christ the first temptation of christ and it's like uh and i've been called a devil worshiper for that okay yeah and, yeah but what about <laughs> dead on Friday? Yeah, but, oh, okay that's a story about one of my family's best friends who died in a car accident you know and it, oh, oh okay then yeah I said, you're not reading the lyrics. You're just reading the title and, and reading what yep. you want. Yes. And, you know, at the end of the day, each song that we wrote was a five minute or four and a half minute Hammer House of Horrors. You know, and you mentioned yeah. that earlier on. And it's just like, that's all it was. And that, yeah, but what about the Grim Reaper? Well, it sells, man. It's a great, it's a great it's icon, exactly, man. That's right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. That's it. Exactly. And, and it makes a great artwork. And that was it. And it's always been that, you know, we're not devil worshippers at all. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we heard it, kids. Steve's not a devil worshipper. So there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 you probably had, went, had to endure a lot of that you know, with the satanic panic that went around in the eighties, you know, I mean, that, that just had to be, there was so much of that going on, infiltrating everything. Yeah. All kinds of bands, Iron Maiden, and then like games like Dungeons and Dragons, like everything was, you know, it's just like, Oh, come on, man. Everyone's taking it so damn seriously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I think probably the people that were, that were uh, against it and wanted all this, uh, uh, explicit lyric, posters on your albums and stuff they just wanted the fame you know and uh, yeah mm-hmm. no other reason for it at all you know still yeah. they got lost along the way <laughs> yeah and you're still here you know yeah um, right uh i'd like to talk a little bit about your singing style um yep. so how did your singing style evolve naturally because i've never had a lesson um it, it's i guess it's just a a question of uh the influences i suppose um and you know back in the day it used to be all about screaming you know about mm-hmm. i don't really do that a lot now I still hit high notes and stuff but it it's not so much of a i never enjoyed doing that in the first place it was just that every other singer and his dog were doing it. And, and you know, it was part of the, oh, it's got to be because it's heavy metal, you know. Sure. Um, uh, and I enjoy a good melody, you know, and I, I really do. 
And when when presented with a song, I did a, a, a song for a guy in Germany. He sent me this song. He said, can you play on it? Can, can you sing on it? And can you, uh, you know, do, do a good job? And I said, yeah, OK, I'll listen to it. And instantly I came up with the, the idea, the lyric idea and the melody. And it's a stunning song. But because the guy, I don't think he, he might be famous in Germany, I'm not sure. But it's never going to see the light of day, really. I mean, it's been released, but, you know, I don't, I don't think that it's going to be one of those songs that, or his album is going to be one of those big hits, you know. And it's a shame, really, because that's a great song. Mm. But, yeah, and do you want to know why we know that you're not lying about that being a great song about your work on there? Because you were able to take a Garmin commercial and make <laughs> it the coolest fucking commercial that any any metalhead had ever seen. I mean, that was that was one of the most shocking things to see that Garmin commercial and go, holy shit, man, that's that's Steve Grimmett. And this is yeah. a fucking great song. That was amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. It's still one of the best commercials I've ever seen in my life. You're not kidding. That was that was a really good time for me. That was, um, uh, you know, that, I, I got approached by a company in uh, California uh, to to sing a, a song for the Super Bowl, and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that, yeah. And uh, his song got rejected, but then all of a sudden, I got uh, I can't remember who it was now. But it might have been the production team for the video it got in touch with me and said, look, you know, the guys want to, um, uh, they want you to sing on it specifically, you know, and, and Glenn Hughes had tried it and uh, somebody else, I can't remember who else. And it's like, what, they want me? And it turns out that the guys in the art department from, from uh, Garmin were Grim Reaper fans. And that's why. With me on it. Nice. It was, yeah, it was really cool. So I went into the studio in London and did did the business, and um, uh, then a couple of days later we had to go back to London to be part of the video, um, and that was it. Was just a great time. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I'd do, I'd do that any day again. You know. Yeah, that's that was that. Was was amazing so like with what uh montag was talking about your vocal styling you're you're incredibly consistent uh from release to release and and i'm curious as to whether or not did you transit transition into onslaught was that was that a challenge for you i mean that's my favorite onslaught album is in surge of sanity it, it's yeah. one of my all-time favorite records and yeah. your vocals on it are one of the key reasons it's it's it was a perfect culmination of yeah. you know tech thrash riffs with yeah. excellent vocals so was that was that a was that was it difficult by any chance for you to go from like a traditional heavy metal band to a thrash band no not at all and, uh, the they got into, or their, their manager got in touch with me and uh, and it was right at the end of grim reaper's life and uh he said, you know, look, look the guys want, want you to sing on their album. The, the singer has failed to, to deliver on this one. And uh, the, um, the label have rejected it. So we're hoping that you can do a good job of it. So I, they sent me uh, 
the songs on a cassette, which I I had or borrowed actually a four track recorder uh, and recorded the vocals on four songs in my garage in the in that's garage and I sent it back to them and yeah. then got a phone call well, maybe a week later to say oh man um, can you go to America and do the album I was like yeah why not <laughs> you know, the, the thing was was dead and buried pretty much. And I got in touch with um, uh, my management. I got in touch with RCA and said, look, you know, this band want me to join. And, you know, I, 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 I don't want to. I want to stick with Grim Reaper. And uh, they said, um, oh, I, d- I didn't get an answer from anybody. So I thought, well, fuck it. I'll, I'll join them and go for it. <laughs> so, nice. Um, Excellent. And, uh, and, and ended up doing the album, which I, I thoroughly enjoyed doing, to be mm. fair. It was different. And for me, yeah. Onslaught were, were doing really well in Europe and England, which I hadn't done with Grim Reaper. So it was, it was a bit of a stepping stone for me to, to get myself mm-hmm. out there in, in Europe and England. And, uh, and that, that, that worked, you know, and it still, I think, the best-selling album that Onslaught have ever done. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a great album. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's yeah. absolutely fantastic. And and yeah. I like your work with Lionsheart. I, I think yeah. that's a phenomenal album. And and yeah. when you when you go from your Grim Reaper to that, you just get that bluesy quality to your voice. Very much like what you had mentioned, David Coverdale. I can easily yeah. see how you weren't trying to imitate him, but you were certainly channeling that energy in, yeah, in yeah. that album. That's a fantastic album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we did four four albums, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed every single one of them. The first one was was probably the the, the best one uh, the, with the Hours Twins. Um, they kind of got what I was after, and uh, although they were scared to play outside their bedroom, um, uh, it was uh, it was a great album, like you say, and I and and absolutely brilliant, brilliant album. Yeah, it's like a whole different sound. You know, it's like yeah. you've you've played in three radically different yeah. bands that I, I'm aware of. You know, with between Grim Reaper, which is the kind of new wave of British heavy metal, you got the the tech yeah. thrash with Onslaught, you got yeah. this bluesy melodic rock uh, with Lionsheart. So, I mean, yeah. that's that's quite a spread musically. It's, it is. I've, I've I've actually been thinking of touring that. You know, to take in the songs I really love from each each band. And then taking yes. that off tour, and I think that would be a really cool thing to do. Yeah, so, that would absolutely. be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, it, because like I said, you know, the, the Hours Twins wouldn't wouldn't play anywhere outside their bedroom, and um, they, you know, people people should should hear them live. You know, I mean, Portrait, what a song that is! An absolutely fantastic song. Can't believe. Well, we did a video for that, but the, the Hours Twins weren't in it because we shot it in Japan, and uh, and that that album in I was out with the uh, the A and R guy from uh, from in Japan, and he said, Steve, if we if you do fifteen thousand copies uh, uh, of this album in. Uh, it, it, in, in its entirety, it's considered a success. 
I said, oh, great. Yeah, I'd really like to do that. I'd like to be a success in Japan. <laughs> but we did that in the first two hours this oh. morning. I was oh, like, oh, holy oh, crap. Yeah, and it, it ended up going to number one in the Japanese charts, which is totally unheard of for a non-Japanese band. Um, and it, it it went from me being able to walk the streets of Tokyo to not being able to walk the streets of Tokyo. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a strange time that was, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was great, and it, and it deserved it. It was a stunning album. So uh, at least it got appreciated somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that, that's awesome. Um, that, there's a lot of stories here, which is not, I kind of want to talk a little bit about that, ask you some questions about touring, life on the road. Sure. Um, sure. You know, these are, these are all the kinds of things that uh, you know, we like to hear about. Of course. Um, so when you're playing, do you, do you prefer smaller, intimate venues or larger arenas? You know, from a fan's I, point of view, being close to a band is fantastic. But what, what's yeah. it like from your or a band's point of view? Um, I don't mind any of them, really. I, I, I did the Texas Jam, or we did the Texas Jam back in 1987. And, and that was just beyond anything I could think of. It was 83,000 people, Dallas Cowboys Stadium. And it was just like, oh, my God. But I do prefer, you know, maybe a 1,000, 2,000 uh, strong but, uh, venues, but, you know, equally the same, 150. As long as the fans are enjoying it, I, d I don't care where yeah. I play. And I really don't. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I like that. That's quite a range. Um... You know, I think, uh, Vic, you've what, played in front of 73,004, right? Was that about right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's close. Yeah. Yeah. A few, only a few thousand off. Okay, yeah. Yeah. about 72 and a half, right? <laughs> yeah. 75. <laughs> but... okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so you'd mentioned, you'd mentioned the, the te Texas, uh, you know, festival in, in Dallas. Um, so what festivals do you most enjoy playing? Um, Actually, I, I don't mind any festival. They're all really good. They, uh, um, it's a little bit more difficult for me to come to the States to do festivals because of all the red tape I have to go through. And we just but, don't have any good festivals. I mean, that's just it. No. You know, there's well, just shit talk. for festivals. <laughs> you know, or, you know, I mean, there's a lot of there's well, smaller, smaller guys, band you're, festivals. Well, guys, you're, you're kind of you're wrong on that i will shut this down right now there are great festivals in the states what sucks is getting people from other countries here it's very difficult i mean there's always some kind of setback there's always some kind of work visa hold up that's what's difficult for us stateside we have yeah. a lot of great festivals. There's one going on in Chicago like next weekend with yeah. loads of great bands. And there was Hell's Heroes um, last week. Well, Steve, weekend, you think, yeah. you did. I think that you played you played uh, uh, one of the legions of metal, didn't you? Didn't Steve? Yeah. Didn't your Grim Reaper? Grim Reaper? Yeah, yeah. So that's a great yeah. festival. That's a that's a fantastic festival. We have we have a lot of good festivals. They don't get a lot of good coverage. That's the unfortunate yeah, I, thing. I think a lot, a lot of it. What you go going along with what you're saying though, Vic, is the fact that it's so underground. That you're just hearing of the, you know, oh gosh, it's just this festival and who's on again, Five Finger Death Punch and this yeah. one. And, you know, you're not hearing right. of the all big festival underground. So, right. and plus, like you said, and you can't get people from the great bands like Steve's himself over here to the States where the fans are actually, it's we're just hungry difficult. for a lot of us. 
it, it it's it's difficult we can we can do it but it is it's it's much harder than the european festival circuit you know that's much more convenient uh stay side it is it is harder but we yeah. have a lot of good fests here we we really do it's just difficult yeah. sometimes to get people in yeah it's the, the the thing with the states is you know before i even begin to say okay i can say yes i'd really want to do your your festival but the first cost is a visa for us to come right. over. Right. Yearly visa, and it's three and a half thousand pounds. So four thousand right. just to, to to say that we can play in the States. And mm. and there's the flights and all the rest of it. And not many festivals want to pay out that sort of money, you know. And right. and I get that. Now with, with Europe it's different because uh it, the the flights are dirt cheap you know you can you can get across to germany for about 50 pounds and you know it's so nice. that's that's not a problem we've got we have now um have to prepare export licenses for our gear uh now because we're not part of the european union uh so but that's that's okay to deal with that's not really a major issue but um, uh, uh, the Europeans have got it down, smack man. I've, we've done, we've played right. in Germany, Belgium, Holland, uh, to name a few, and they are always really well organised. Apart from Greece, now they they, they couldn't organise a piss up at a brewery, but you know they they <laughs> you know we're we're due on at twelve o'clock. You know, and it's now two o'clock, and we're still not on. What the fuck? You know, but anyway, um, you know, so that's a, that is that makes so when you do when you do the European fest, yeah. do you do the like? There's usually multiple. It's a circuit, right? There's multiple shows. Is that's where we kind of flounder here? Is that our fests aren't organized in a manner where it's you're able to almost tour from fest to fest. That's the yeah. difference, it seems like, with the European circuit. It is much easier to kind of, the logistics are easier. It, because literally, you know, I mean, if, if we're talking about France, Belgium, Holland, uh, it, it's an easy drive for us. We yeah. can do problem. And um, uh, then, you know, Germany, depending on where it is, you have to fly in. But um, it's, they, they've really got it down, man. They've really got it down. And, yeah. and I love playing the festivals out there because it's so well organized. You know, uh, the bands have got a time limit and they stick to it. Most of the venues have yeah. a clock on stage. So you, right. you cannot not see it. Um, and right. we're doing, a, we're doing a, a couple this year. And one of them is the Keep It True Festival. Um, although That's a good one. Yeah, I think I've played there three times. Um, we're doing it again this time, but it's on the Friday night, so it's before the two main uh, events. And that festival has gone from a sports hall, which holds about four and a half thousand, uh, to now it's called the Post Hall, and I think that's about six or seven thousand uh, in Würzburg, and. Uh, Ollie, the guy that that owns Keep It True, he's a he's a great guy, and he's got a great team because there's no way you could do that on your own. 
Um, yeah. You know, he's, he's, uh, it's, it's, you know, full well when you go there, you know, you're going to get there. They're going to take you to the hotel for a couple of hours and then drive you to the venue. You're going to get all your, your passes and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, you go into your dressing room and it's, it's full of food and drink and it's great. They're, 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 just, yeah. they're just down there. They really, they do. And it's the same for the U. I've heard, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Keep It True. A lot of friends have played that festival, and and yeah. there's not one person has said anything bad about it. Uh, it I, I dare you to do that, you know, because I've I've, <laughs> say I've done it three times now, and and I've never ever had a complaint. You know, there's it's yeah. everything that you put on That's your good. own. No, it's it's great, and then people want to play it all the time. But Ollie's got this. He has a rotor of, you know, you, you, he won't, he'll, he'll book you, but then he won't book you for 10 years. Um, I've managed to dog, dodge that one several times. <laughs> and then Wacker, and that's another one that I, I want to do again. That was, uh, yeah, they're, 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 ugh, that's a stunning show. If ever you get here and you, you want to do a festival, go well, over to, to Europe. That's the one to go to. It's oh, huge. It, yeah. Huge. When you when you play these festivals, are you able to enjoy them as a fan as well? Uh, you know, have the time to relax and see other bands yeah. or, or or do you feel yeah. time to crunch and you just yeah. gotta get in? No, no, we we go out into the into the audience and, and, and watch other bands and stuff and uh we've always done that. Yes, I get uh mobbed sometimes for photographs and and uh, uh pictures, but Again, that's you know that's what I do. I do do that. Right. Yeah. When I what, go out in the audience, I'm expecting it. Sure. Um, talking about you had mentioned, uh, you know, all all the the stuff that they have for you, and and we like to know things like, what, what's your favorite food to eat on the road? Anything. Whilst <laughs> 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 you're on the road. <laughs> okay. It's mainly fucking Taco Bell or, or uh, uh, McDonald's, you know, it's, it, you're just grabbing stuff as you go. It yeah. was funny, I did, a, I did a, a tour with the Three Tremors, and uh, I don't know if you know who the Three yeah. Tremors are. Yeah, yeah Tim Owens and, is from our state, so. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. and John Peck, and, and uh, yeah, they, they yeah, we went to Europe. Uh, we ended up doing every fucking McDonald's there was on the way. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, like, it was a, the staple food. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Yeah. Do they have any, like, odd, like, are they different? Do they have different menu items than they would have stateside? I, I, I would think say, they would have to. Yeah. It's no, not not, there's, not there's suited some... for American tastes over there, you know? Right. You get some stuff that is in this country terribly British, uh, but it's only a small part of the menu. I'd say 99% of the menu is exactly the same, the whole yeah. world. Uh, so, um, yeah, because I think that's, that's what it is. You know, it's the part of the franchise, so you have to do right. this. 
Well, you've, you've been to one raunchy Ronnie's. You've been to them all, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never nice. died from it, so it's, it's got to be okay. <laughs> uh, Steve, how do you take care of your voice when you're on the road? I don't. I've never had any lessons. I've, uh, I, I never warm up or anything like that. Um, and I, my voice hasn't, well, it doesn't seem to have gone away. Um, and I think that could be part of the fact that in the 90s I had uh, nodes. I got nodes in, the, in my vocal cords and uh, had to have them operated on. And ever since then, it's got stronger and stronger and stronger. Because huh. when I was in my 20s, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd do four gigs and I'd have to have a day off to rest my voice. And, um, but now, I think, I think my record is nine, nine shows on the trot. So, uh, yeah, it's just got stronger and stronger. And I, and I can't tell you for why. Um, I would love to be able to teach people to sing because I, I think I'd earn more than more money doing that than I would do the touring and doing albums. <laughs> right. Um, but I can't because I don't know how to tell people how you do, how you reach a top note or how you do this, how you do that. But I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about writing a book, but I, I, I also want to do instructional videos and, and basically I want to do it on not so much how you know how I sing and and, and all that. I, I want to do it on. You want a band? Okay, fine. But you need a good lawyer. You need this. You need that. You know, and and do the instructional yeah. video, that kind of thing. How to record? How to play live? You know, and all that sort of thing. So I'm thinking about doing that. And, That'd be uh, cool. That'd be really yeah. helpful for a lot of bands. You know, I mean that's. Yeah. Just, hearing all the inside stories i know that's what wildcard loves you know he, we we were talking with someone a few weeks ago and he was wanting to get all the inside no information about tone and recording and all that that kind of stuff yeah. so you know that's that's all information that uh you know that's valuable information yeah it is and, and i i yeah. you know i've gained a lot of knowledge over the years for doing that uh you know even down to uh eating chips before you before you record it scrapes all the crap off your, off the back of your throat, you know, and that, yeah, and it greases your throat up. I've heard that before too. Like the throat. grease, like lays, like real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh wow, interesting. <laughs> there we go. Like I'll have to try that next time I uh, try to sing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. No, it's not going to help you, dude. No, no, man. <laughs> There's. I can't hit the no notes like I used to. On tag. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the you couple albums I was, I, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Were you asking you, you me? You can just eat the chips. You, you don't need an excuse to eat chips, man. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, we've heard Wild Card's albums. Um, <laughs> I'll just use it to move this hate hole some more. So that's, that's the, right. Some time preferred to mm -hmm. the hate hole. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Steve. What is one of the most outrageous touring stories you can share? I mean, we like hearing like the craziest stories. You're bound to have a bunch of stories up your sleeve of like the wildest stuff that happens. So can you, can you share something with us? Yeah. Uh, what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's start with, uh, in the eighties groupies, they were 
so much better than they are these days, to be fair. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't remember where it was, but we were doing the Hell on Wheels tour with uh, Armoured Saint and Halloween. And we were playing and there was this, this girl in the front of, uh, of the stage and she was, she was, she wanted it, you know, and uh, I, I got, I asked one of the crew to go and get a banana out of the, uh, from backstage and, and she started sucking this banana and, I, and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't wait to get off stage to have this. And I, uh, I, I looked for her after I got off because she wasn't about. So I get back on the fucking tour bus and there she is in the in, in between all the beds. Somebody up the back end of her and, uh, with a, a Corona bottle and uh, and somebody with it, with his dick in her mouth. You know. <laughs> well, at least they it didn't was, use a good beer, you know. It was yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was it was debauchery, really. You know, <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. The whole time, you know, it was, just, it was just, there are loads of, of, of things that happened to us. And I mean, I remember um, <laughs> I was telling my guitarist Ian uh, a, a story about Nick and I. We, it was the first night in New York uh, on, on the last tour. And it was uh, one of our manager's birthdays. So we went out and got drunk and everything, you know. Nick and I ended up with two women back at the hotel, you know. And uh, I, I decided I was going to have this woman from behind. And I, so I did start. And then I looked across at Nick and he's doing exactly the same thing. And we're like, yeah! <laughs> And I told that, I told that to my guitarist Ian, and he was like, "That is just so true." He said because Nick told me exactly the same story. <laughs> <laughs> word, word. Oh, yeah. wonderful! Great. I ever wish to have met, but in the morning, oh my god, <laughs> it wasn't that good looking. <laughs> You take the beer goggles <laughs> off, and that's like, oh, yeah. holy lord, what did I put myself into? Yeah, but then Here's I thought, well, get yourself a cab. <laughs> and I thought, well, any holds a goal, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that might be the the name of the show. Any hole is gold, you know. I oh. that, that might, <laughs> that's fantastic. You got to put that on a on a on picks or your. You know, like yeah. somewhere you do the next oh, album, yeah. or tour merchandise or your wristbands, that's yeah. got to be out there, Steve. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, <clears throat> thank you. Those are great. Um, okay, what are some of the uh, quirky requests in your writer? Like, do you have for special food or drinks, clothing, flowers like Mariah Carey? What, what's in your writer? Well, it used to be I always insisted on a bottle of Jack Daniels, but I don't really drink much these days, so I've knocked that off. Uh, but mystery meat, you know, and all that sort of shit. And, and I don't really mind what we have, to be perfectly honest with you. I should do, though, because I'm diabetic and it's like, you know, I should eat the right stuff. But um, it's a tour, you know, you're touring and it's uh, whatever, you know. 
Yeah, because you're burning off a lot of that that glucose when you're on stage. So I'm diabetic yeah. too. So yeah, I, yeah, I understand that diabetic lifestyle is kind of hard to, to try to eat successfully around all the time. Yeah. Yeah, well, especially on tour. You know, yeah. uh, in Lion's Heart, uh, my keyboard player was um, uh, a vegetarian. Try that one when you're on tour. You know, no. If he hadn't have eaten meat, he wouldn't have eaten. You know, so. Right. But, yeah, it's it's difficult, but uh, yeah, I don't really mind too much, obviously. But but nine times out of ten, the the uh, the venues will buy do a buyout, and and so they haven't got to prepare your food; they just give you money. So then we can go and eat well, you know. So, but and and you and you guys have the 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 luxury of having restaurants open, you know, sort of three, four, five o'clock in the morning. So uh, and that's quite good, but uh, the second the Fear No Evil tour, or was it? No, it might have been the See You in Hell tour. Actually, uh, we are mostly at Denny's, and uh, and we started putting that around that you know this Grim Reaper eats at Denny's type thing, <laughs> and Denny's a lot of free vouchers to go and eat at Denny's. So that was rather cool. Uh, and I still do that now, yeah. you know. But oh, let's go for a Denny's, you know. Yeah, man, you can't you can't beat their, yeah. their big breakfast, man. Mm-hmm. Used yeah. to do that myself. Yeah, yeah. You, you get done playing at 11, 12 at night. That's the only place that's open, and yeah. you get whatever yeah. you want there: breakfast, dinner. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. got it. Yeah, they Excellent. do. You know, or, or we try and eat a, a Mar and Pars place, you know, because the the food's pretty good, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Excellent. And the last show about, or last question about touring, uh, what is your most Spinal Tap-like moment that you've had on tour? It was with um, Onslaught, actually. And uh, we got, there was uh, there is a venue in Bristol called the Hippodrome, and it's I think it's about 4,000-seater. And uh, I found out that there was a... Um, a washing machine there so I thought, ah perfect i'll go do all my washing so i did the washing and then took me half an hour to find myself you know to get back to the fucking dressing room because it was like a maze it was like hello cleveland you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean not too and and nothing that i can instantly remember as as that's the only one I can remember really that uh, you know, I've had as as a spinal tap moment. <laughs> that's 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 fantastic. Okay, I'd like to ask you some hypothetical situations here. Yeah. Um, okay, an an alien lands, shows up, and asks you to represent metal in three songs. What would those songs be, and why? Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell, because of Dio. Uh, uh, White Snake would be um, Slide It In, because that's always, and Coverdale is full of sexual innuendos. And uh, um, who else? Possibly Judas Priest. Um, another thing coming. 
Nice. Can't tell you why those are. Those are the ones that instantly come to mind. Um, <laughs> and and probably the, the most metal that I think of. But yeah, but, but there's so many more in the theater. There's oh, so yeah. No, that's good, man. Those are <laughs> great. Those are great choices. Um, if you could go back in time to see one classical composer conduct a piece of music, who would that composer be? Uh, Paganini, because that's that's close to metal as you're going to get it. Yeah. yeah, and there's all the stories of yeah. uh, Paganini and the, the deal with the devil and, and people yeah. seeing demons come out of his violin, you know, things like that. I've seen drawings where people were saying, here's these spirits coming out. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic public, you know, press. Yeah, you that's a big good drugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right. You're going to create a one-day festival. All right. Yeah. What five bands do you want to play, and who's the headliner? Ooh, um, cool. I would have I would have Dio as a headliner, and and one of the reasons being is that, that you know I, I got into Dio very late, uh, and and I think I missed out there, so I would certainly have him as a headliner. Uh, Iron Maiden is another one. Uh, they got so much energy, it's unreal. Um, uh, who else? Elton John. I, don't, yeah, I know it's a bit of a bit of a mix, but um, I'm trying to think of exciting bands. I think I think one of them would have been uh, Van Halen because they were so energetic on stage. Even um, though David Lee Roth's a dick, right? Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll forgive him for that. But okay, <laughs> he is a great frontman. <laughs> he is tr truly, and you know, to have the the world's best guitarist at your side, you know, and uh, yeah, that would be a, a treat to see. Um, uh, one last one. Um, 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 Thin Lizzy. Oh, I'd yeah. I'd that would be a hell of a show, man. Yeah, I'd love it. Mm -hmm. I really would have done. Uh, but I only saw videos of them. Uh, but yeah, great, great, great band. Yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Okay, we're going to change gears a little bit. We are heavy metal horror. So I want to ask you, I mean, I know Grim Reaper's got all the imagery. Are you a horror fan? Yeah. Yes, but I'm not. I, I find them a bit predictable, but there are some that I really like, you know. Uh, I, I I'm trying to think. I watched one with the wife the other night, and uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was... Yeah, I like them, but they got to, for me, they've got to be really constructive. They've got to, you know, it's not like, oh, this woman gets killed or this bloke gets killed, this, that, that. It's, it's got to be constructive. Um, yeah, not the slasher stuff. That's kind of, it gets re yeah, re yeah, I like redundant. The, yeah, I like the Stephen King stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. That's uh, because he's, uh, he's very, he, well, he's constructive with his, with his killings <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah there's actually story and plot and character development around him you know he tends yeah. to peter off at the end 
but yeah. until then you know he's fine yeah. um okay cool and and growing up as a kid uh what was your favorite halloween candy well we didn't have it's only been in the recent five years that we celebrate halloween well really uh, yeah. oh yeah, that's we, interesting okay never a holiday for us at all um and uh all those poor kids not going around getting free garbage bags full of candy that's all too bad those <laughs> poor kids not not ruining their teeth oh, that's man. right man <laughs> dentists are all really happy it was the dentist got together and said hey let's get halloween man more fillings <laughs> yeah, we just started getting uh, uh people knock on the door your kids knock on the door but i mean even that's different now isn't it you, you, yeah. you know parents have to go out because it's just not safe for young no, people. no sadly yeah yeah, sadly, yeah but um uh yeah, we're beginning to celebrate it here. We, you know, like um, our Walmart is called Asda, and they have uh, massive uh, displays of of all the the Halloween stuff that you you want. You know, and a lot of people, a lot of shops now are doing it as well. So it's it's becoming a a thing here. It's actually like um, uh, you have proms. We didn't up till again about five years ago, uh, but oh, now, that, wow, yeah, they're, they're, they're having having problems and stuff now. Huh. So. Well, some of our culture is rubbing off. I'm sorry about that. So, no, it's but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things to come across the, the, the pond your way, proms and Halloween at least Halloween's good. But uh, yeah. any problems and all, we gave, yeah, and all we gave you, fuck, the British are coming. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to ask you some one-off questions. These can be about yeah. anything. So, what would you tell your childhood self about being a professional musician? Um, trust you. Trust your instincts. You know, I, I wish in the first place, we'd have had our, our contracts read by a professional lawyer. Uh, mm -hmm. So that number one, because that got us into a lot of trouble. So, uh, yeah, listen to my instincts. And I do do that now. Good. All right. Uh, who's your favorite cartoon character? Um, uh, 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 I nearly said Mickey Mouse then, but that's not it. The Roadrunner. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Uh, what one song do you wish you'd written and recorded instead of the group or artists who did? Um, <laughs> don't let the sun go down on me, uh, Elton oh, John. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> great, great song. song. Great song. Yeah. Okay, which non-music celebrity? Would you most like to have a drink with? Oh, Jack Black. Okay, nice. I found out. I found out a couple of years ago. He's actually a Green Reaper fan. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah they're on. They're on he's tour. Like, yeah, they're on tour yeah. with the uh, Tenacious D. Tenacious D, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, if, if he's playing anywhere near locally to me, I think I'm gonna go there and, and insist he sees me. Oh, yes, he should. Oh, that's no, awesome. Dude, he'll, they'll cover See You in Hell, man. They would totally do it, too. That would be phenomenal. Yes, yeah. it would. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's wonderful. Uh, what one creative endeavor are you most proud of? 
Um, I I build and fly radio controlled model aeroplanes, and uh, uh, I am building a quarter scale Spitfire, and it's a big baby. It's really big, and everything I do on this model becomes something I've not done before in in building it, and uh, that's creative. Uh, I think I'm a bit of a uh, an engineer in some way because I like making things work for me and because losing my leg, uh, I have to adapt every day to something yeah. new. And just recently, I've got this little fold-up electric buggy which I take on tour with me. And and it it's a, a pain in the ass sometimes that the, the, the seat, restricted me so i took the seat off and i've put a, a revolving seat on it and uh i've engineered it quite well i've got to say uh, any engineer would be proud of it to be perfectly honest with you and it's made my life a whole lot better and uh, i was out flying my models today and i can sit on my seat and fly like i would do if i was standing up on two legs so yeah. that's wonderful yeah, uh, it's little achievements like that. My my dad has a uh, a saying. I love it when a bodge comes together. <laughs> nice. That's that's excellent. Um, that Spitfire. I'm just trying to imagine that thing has. It's got to be colossal. It's 112 inches. Oh or crap! 0.84 meters. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah, do, you, do you ever take video of, of the planes flying, or do you have any videos of I, those? I do, I do sometimes. I haven't done for a while now, but uh, I flew two brand-new airplanes today, and I got to get somebody to video it for me. And uh, I've got some fans in Brazil that want to see it, so I've got to do that. Um, that would That's awesome. Yeah. I don't do the, 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 the Spitfire because that was – it's a big bird. And that really is a big bird. Yeah, you and can it, put, find a tiny person and put him in a yeah, cockpit and fly him around. <laughs> you know, I this <laughs> free rides for tiny people. You know, free rides, free rides for Ronnie James Dio's. Right. I've got a quarter scale pilot for it, which I bought in the states. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and he's uh, he's got a. Uh, you connect him up to the rudder control. So when you, you input rudder, his head turns as well. So, oh, nice. <laughs> you got to have his hands up like that. One of his hands when he's flying, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Going back and forth. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Paint his face to look like Chucky, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, this kind of maybe almost answers that question. Uh, I was the last question in this group was like, what's the one thing that almost no one knows about you that i didn't know that you flew model planes so that's really cool well yeah 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 it's not something that i really advertise to to be fair but i think i will in future because fans are quite interested in what i get up to so uh yeah i might do that and uh you know take videos of me when i go flying up to to the airfield with the guys and you know yeah uh, yeah, I mean, sure. the other thing most people don't know about is is the Elton John thing. So uh, that's something else. And what else is there? Uh, 
Nothing really. Oh, I've, 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 right. I've got one of the bit legs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, that, that's all. That's all very good. Uh, yeah, that's. I love that you love Elton John, and uh, you know we're all, we all like all, all kinds of things. You know, we don't yeah, we don't no, have to I, stack and stack our likes in in one direction only. I mean, there's a whole world of things to get interested in. So why not yeah. try to take in as much as we can? You know. Yeah, absolutely. I I I think from a songwriter's writer's point of view, I think if you just stick with your own genre, it will get very boring very quickly. Mm. Yeah, stale. Yeah, and uh, in fact, a, a drummer that I used, he said, "I can tell you're into Elton John the way you sing," and I'm like, "Oh, okay. I've never heard that before, but but yeah, that's that's okay. I'll take that." But it, yeah, it's. It, it, and again, you know, like the writing, you, you've got to have an open mind when you write. And I think if you are listening to one genre, you're not. You're closed-minded and you need to take it all in. Because you know? mm. there is a, a world full of music out there and, and it's a wonderful thing. Wonderful. Yeah, it's so very true. Um, mm. We've got a couple of games that we'd like to play with you. This yeah. first game is called Blast Beats, and I'm just going to ask you a series of questions, uh, just real short, multiple choice, you know, uh, answer, yeah. or just give an answer as, as quickly as possible. Okay. Okay. Hot dog or hamburger? Hot dog. Favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. Paperback or Kindle? Paperback. Favorite streaming service? Ooh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I can't answer that one. Um, Nico, let's say that. All right. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, um, 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 a chocolate. Dog or cat? Dog. Marvel or DC? Ooh, Marvel. Star Trek or Star Wars? Oh, that's a draw. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster? Loch Ness Monster. Yes. How do you like your steak cooked? Medium. Your favorite sport? Cricket. Your favorite movie snack? Oh, uh, uh, popcorn. Your favorite subject in school? Aeronautics. Your least favorite subject in school? Ooh, mathematics. Favorite board game? Uh, I'm going to say Monopoly. Excellent. Uh, Spielberg or Tarantino? Ooh, uh, Tarantino. Your favorite Christmas gift? Model helicopter. Nice. Your celebrity crush? Oh, uh, Nancy Jewell from Momo Land. <laughs> I don't know. I don't right. know. Yeah. Best concert you've ever attended? The very first one. I saw John Miles. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the famous song? Music. Music is my first love. Yeah. Excellent. And last one. Your favorite line from or scene from This Is Spinal Tap? 
Lick my love pump. Yes, that's what yes. mine too. Oh, this one's yeah. called Lick My Love Pump. This is a trilogy, rather, really, in D minor, the saddest of all keys. Um, yes, yes, wonderful. Okay, uh, we got another game. This is called The Hot Seat, yeah. where I, I'm going to name a band, and you tell me your favorite album by that band. Oh, right, okay. Okay, yeah, this tends to make people squirm. So that's what oh, we call it, The Hot Seat. <laughs> okay um black sabbath Ooh, black sabbath judas priest sad wings of destiny the beatles uh the white album halloween keeper of the keys part one rush Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't really follow Rush, but yeah, so sorry. No, nope, no, don't. that's fine. That's okay. Uh, Opeth. I don't know that either. All right, they're a Swedish melodic death metal band, uh, black metal, uh, very melodic, but then they also do jazz and classical, uh, <laughs> both death and clean vocals. Um, you're you're okay for not knowing them. It's fine. Uh, only Montag is he's over. The I'm moon a huge about fan them. of Opeth. Yes. Yeah, I am a no fan of Opeth, so I you feel for you. That's why, Big. Come on, man. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we'll talk after the show. I'll give you a list if you want to check them out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, talk, talk to the two savants. Don't talk to that one about that's the right. Yeah, yeah. We'll steer <laughs> you clear of the garbage. Forget, okay. forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> King Diamond. Oh, uh, Abigail. Iron Maiden. Oh, Number of the Beast. Testament. No, I don't know. Okay. Megadeth? No, I don't know any of their albums either. Sorry. All right. Uh, Slayer. Do you know Slayer? I do know Slayer, but I couldn't give you an album title either. Okay. Two more to go. Kiss. Oh. Uh, no, I don't know. All right. Well, this last one should be easy for you. Okay. Grim Reaper. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. Uh, I I would say Rocket to Hell because mm. I think how Green Reaper should have sounded from day one. Um, Interesting. Excellent. Yeah. I, I, I was going to actually I'll piggyback on that, Steve, because that was one of my questions. It seemed like from See You to Hell, the debut, Fear No Evil, but this was the perfect culmination. Rocky to Hell was just yeah perfect from beginning yeah. to end. Uh, the yeah. sound was better. It was tighter. The band was on fire. Yeah. It just seemed like so. I kind of agree with you there that it just it, yeah, that's my favorite but, of your guys. But we well. were we were produced. You know, Max Norman did a phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely. He, he he basically tore us new assholes. You know, he 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 stripped songs down. Uh, he accused me of not being able to pitch, and he was he was so right. Uh, and he gave Nick a hard time as well. You know, Nick would come to me, I can't fucking deal with this. And I said, look, man, you've got the opportunity of a lifetime here. You know, yeah. you've got one of the top producers in the world. Mm -hmm. Go with it. And, and then, I, you know, 10 minutes later, I'd be saying the same thing to Nick, you know. <laughs> 
this this bloke's really fucking pissing me off, you know. But he was right, you know, the guy was right. And I, I got home after doing that album and I sat at a piano for six weeks pitching. And it's it's down to him now that, you know, I can do that without too much problem at all. And uh, I'm still in touch with Max. Um, he uh, He's going to be doing a, a course for engineering and I'm going to go on it. Uh, oh, nice. Really? Part is in, in uh, the States and then part of it will be um, in the UK. And in the UK, I'll supply him the band. And he said, are you sure you want to work with me again after this hard time I gave you? <laughs> Because <laughs> I got taught something, you know, and um, he made you better. That was it. I mean, he, right? Yeah. yeah, and that's his job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and that's what I said to him, and he was like, "Oh, okay, man. Yeah, great." So yeah, yeah, good. One of the good guys. I like I like Max a lot. Nice. What's going on with? If you can tell us, Steve, what's gonna any plans for another uh, Steve Grimmett's Grim Reaper album coming up? You've yep. been writing yeah. some more. Or what's what's going on in the works in your camp right now? Yeah, we're we're writing a new album. Um, it will be with different musicians this time. Uh, uh, it will be with the guys that I toured with the Three Tremors. So it's guitarist, bass player, and drummer. Um, and uh, I th we are about six songs in, I think. And basically, you know, it's the same way. I get backing tracks. I come up with vocals. Uh, Casey then takes the vocal ideas and writes the, the, the proper song. I get it back and finish it off. And then the bass player uh, mixes the song and he sends it back to me and I master it. So, uh, yeah, we've got six songs done so far and I think we've got about another seven or eight song ideas. Um, I've got one for the title track which we have got nothing for apart from my idea. So uh, I, I'm tempted to sing it and send it to Casey to see if he can come up with something for it. Uh, uh, but that's, uh, you know, the process is the same, really. Can you sing it for us? No. Okay. I'm not. No, I don't. <laughs> that was that was a bit asshole. But no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 it was just, I just heard it out there. We're assholes ourselves, so don't worry no, about no, it. No, 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 it's okay. No, we understand. I mean, you got things in work, so no, no, that's fine. It's okay. We'll just have to have you come back when the album comes out. Yeah, we'd love to have you back. And then, you know, we get to have the whole band on. Yeah, I uh, I, I basically don't do that. It, it's like, uh, you know, people ask me, what songs are you playing tonight? Are you going to be playing this? Are you going to be playing that? Look, the part part of it is the surprise. Yes. You know, it's, that's part of the show. So yes. I don't give the information out at all. The reason that I don't do uh, songs until we release is the fact that, again, that would ruin the surprise. So yeah. uh, I respect uh, that. As someone who doesn't yeah. like surprises, I don't even like watching trailers for movies. I want to go in fresh. Yeah. So, yeah. And I don't want to yeah. see a set list before I see a band. You yeah. know, I mean, if you get close, uh, sometimes you can see it. I don't want to yeah. look at it. I don't want to know what's coming up. I want to be surprised. So it's, I totally get that and I respect that. It's it's part it's part of the show, you know. And yeah, and, you know, it's uh yeah, I don't want to give anything away until say until you know you've you've got the album in your hands and you're you're reading the lyrics and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah. 
Well, when the album comes things. out, we'll just we'll just invite you back on. You yeah, know? cool. Do that. Yeah. That's one of the worst things about the internet age, unfortunately, is that everything's leaked and everything's brought out there. And there goes this. back in the day when we were growing up, didn't have that buying albums. You, you were surprised. You go, yeah, oh, this album art's great, and then you just listen to it, and you're even more mesmerized. And unfortunately, right. technology has kind of crapped on that. Yeah, I, I, I still believe in that. You know, I still believe in. You don't know what I'm going to play tonight. You don't know, you know, you don't know what my album's going to be like until you get it. All I can promise you is that it's really good, you know. And 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 that's another uh, another thing which is better these days because back in the day you used to get a lot of money from the label. You used to go in and record right. a song, and then that was it. You couldn't do anything after it. It was finished. Now you can, you know. I I can strip my song apart after it's mixed and mastered and then oh i think I, I should have done this there and i should have done that right okay i'm going to do that now and, and you couldn't do that back in the day so uh it's it's it, the, the whole process is loads better and uh, and of course now like you say with social media we've got much much more control over getting the album out there right um, and direct communication you, with your fans yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally direct. Yeah. Do, do you have a um a lot of input as far as you know the album cover design and all the artwork yeah. that's gonna come with it? You know, t-shirt design. I mean, that's one thing I've never asked any artist that we've had on here is like all those t-shirts and then like when you go on tour, you're gonna have shirts and things like that. H what is that process like for you? Um I, I have to be inspired to come up with a t-shirt because I don't particularly like doing an album sleeve, although, you know, they're out there. Uh, um, so that can take some time to be inspired to come up with an idea for that. Um, and, yeah, I have no, nobody influences me at all uh, over artwork or anything like that. Um, my label does do uh, merchandise as well and they borrow the idea off of me you know but it's it's the same as you know i got i got i've got stuff on the website that uh although not at the moment because i've rebuilt the website um that will only be for the fans and I'll, you can only order that from my website and you can order anything from there and uh then I've got to come up with an idea for a, a t-shirt for tour because it's got to be different. Um, and I'm pretty good judge about how many to order for a tour and, and all that. Uh, so that's, that's good as well. And we do sell a lot of merchandise. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I love about going to shows is, is finding a great concert shirt because then that yeah. carries that memory with me all the time. You know, yeah. and it has the date of the city that I was at when I saw that tour. You know, that's just something I've always enjoyed. And I try to find the shirts with like the coolest artwork. And Grim Reaper lends itself, you know, yeah. to this great artwork. So that's always exciting to see, you know, what shirt designs are out yeah. there, you know. Yeah, I've got, I've got several guys, well, three uh, guys doing a, a, an album sleeve for me now. Uh, you know, I've given them, given them the idea and... Uh, although no lyrics, one guy asked for lyrics and, and I said, look, all I've got is the idea. 
Um, and I, can you work off of that? So he's working on that now. So the you know may the best guy win, but um, yeah, sadly the guy that that, that did uh, see you in hell and uh, Rocky to hell has since passed away. But um, yeah, I would have loved Gary to have done uh, the the album sleeves. But then you know we we've done. Um, Two new albums, uh, uh, At the Gates and Walking in the Shadows, and I used different artists for those, and I'm fairly pleased with them. So, you know, mm-hmm. but there's people really albums too. Yeah, there's people <laughs> they're willing to work for for peanuts, and, and you know, I said to this guy that that has really asked about the albums that the, the album title, uh, you know, how much do you want? And it's just like pittance. And back in the day, well, I I think I paid about eight hundred pounds for the um, uh, Walking in the Shadows uh, artist uh, artwork, and now I think it's it, well, it, it's probably about two hundred dollars now. Mm. It's ridiculous, really, yeah. really. But then there are a lot of people out there that want to eat, you know. So. Right. True. Yeah. And it's a lot in, in now with so many ways of sending art, you know, and, and digital art, it's a lot easier in yeah. some ways to yeah. create and make changes to where you don't yeah. have to like paint over something or redraw it. You, you know, it's just yeah. much, much more efficient to do That's, digital artwork. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, it's, it's good though. It, it's, it's, it's opened up a whole new world, really. Um, and again, you know, like I said, with social media, it's you know they can easily get in touch with me and say, "I want to do artwork for you," you know, blah 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 blah, uh, or "I want to give you a new tattoo." And I, and I had that when I went to Brazil. Just this, this girl got in touch with me. I want to tattoo you. Okay, yeah. Then she turned up at a show and she had a a setup at the back. Of the of the uh, the venue, and she was tattooing. Nice. So I was like, "Yeah, come on, in. Let's, let's have a, let's have a new one." So, nice. Uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah. It's um, it's just stuff like that, you know. Because say you can easily get in touch with people these days, right? You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, no, precisely. I think it's what makes us have the be ability to have this show. Otherwise, you know, one of the things that we've we've often said is that if we were going to see you at a, at a band, you know, at a, at a concert and, you know, we got backstage or we got to meet you after the show. We would yeah. have a few minutes with you. We get an autograph, a picture, and that would be a moment. I mean, we get to spend, you know, we've been spending like an hour and 20 minutes now with you. And that's yeah. the one thing we love so much about this show is being able to spend quality time with someone. So, right. um, you know, it's just amazing. And, and it's technology allows us. So we're, we're grateful, you know, with oh, it's, it's stunning. you know, I, I'm, I'm doing this on my mobile phone mm-hmm. to you guys. Yeah. Hey. That that still, uh, I still have trouble believing that because obviously um, I'm old and you know it's new, new technology, but it's easy to use. You know, even my father who's eighty six, you know, I communicate with him on FaceTime. You know, and uh, and we talk because I haven't seen my fa- my mother and father for the best part of three years now because of COVID and sure. all that. Um, and it's still well. It, yeah, it's okay to travel now. So, so. 
getting better. We're we're seeing another resurge in in the states here, but uh, hopefully, yeah. it'll, you know. Well, we we're, we're living with it now. Right. We're yeah. we're yeah. The, and the vaccines are helpful, and mask yeah. mandates, all those things go to help. And and everyone's kind of learning how to take care of themselves as best as they can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even Brazil, which is one of the, the hot spots of the world, uh, you know, I've I've just got back from there, and and I didn't get COVID, and I was expecting mm. it. Yeah. Well, we're, we're glad for yeah. that. Yeah. Well, we got yeah. one more thing we want to ask as far as our yep. questions go, and this is about okay. fandom. Um, <clears throat> we're all fans of other artists. And yep. what is your favorite piece of memorabilia? <laughs> I have. I've got quite a few, actually. I got stuff that fans have made for me. And one literally was. Uh, on this last tour of uh, Brazil, uh, the guys made me up a, a 3D picture of the of the album sleeve, see you in hell. That's really cool. Um, yeah. And then, again, this is from from Brazil. I've got I, I went to see the Christ, you know, and uh, the Christ the Redeemer, and I've got a little model of it. You know, mm -hmm. and, that was that was a stunning thing to go and see. Mm. If there's a chance to go and see that, you should, because it's just awe-inspiring. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I can't remember. I, I actually stood on the equator. Uh, what, uh, I remember what country it was now. Uh, I remember. But they've, they've got this massive statue there, uh, uh, right smack on the, the equator, and I got that. So I, I tend to do that a lot now, where I didn't beforehand. Um, you know, I, I collect key rings, uh, key fobs from yeah. wherever. So, you know, I'll go to the airport. You can get one there. So I do that. And I, I've got loads of those sort of things. And you guys are pretty good on on stuff as well. You know, you stop at a truck stop. And yeah. I've got... Yeah. Uh, where is it? Oh. Let me show you this. Yeah, some of this stuff. I bought this in a truck stop uh, in the States. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's then, a cover of your new album. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, the, 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 this thing that I bought in the States, that's. Uh, St. George and the Dragon type thing and then cool. yeah I got loads of stuff like that mugs and and uh, and all that type of stuff nice. so I, I collect wherever I go you know something yeah my eye in fact the, the, the George and the Dragon I bought that on San Diego Beach and then, uh, <laughs> yeah so that that and, and buying that sort of thing reminds me of that you know yeah. so uh, yeah it's really cool uh, I must have about 60 or 70 key fobs. And, uh, yeah, because that was something that I only started doing a few years ago. Mm -hmm. so, but, yeah. Cool. Yes, I've got lots of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's what's great is that the memories that are attached to that shit. You know, exactly. I mean, that's, that's why we have it. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, that's very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, 
would it be too much to ask for you to do a bumper for us? This is Steve Grimmett of Grim Reaper. You're watching and listening to Heavy Metal Horror or something like that, or see you in hell, or whatever you want to say. Yeah. Hi, this is Steve Grimmett from Steve Grimmett's Grim Reaper. And you're listening to Heavy Metal Horror. See you in hell. Perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's great. Oh, Wonderful. Thank you. Steve. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, thank for, you. For spending your time with us this afternoon or this evening for you. Um, yeah. This has been a, a true honor for us and, and just a mm-hmm. joy. And thank you. Thank you, guys. Anytime. Uh, maybe, we, well, next time we'll do uh, an album release show, yeah? Yes, please. We would love yeah, to have you back on. Please. And cool. I will send you some, you know, if you want, we can talk after the show or sometime. I think I sent you a Facebook a friend request. Um, and sometime we've got our own shit. This is some heavy metal horror stickers. I'd be happy to send Ooh. you some stickers if you'd yeah. like. We'll talk well, after the show's over and, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll send you some stuff. So. Cool. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. You could just say, look what the shit I got from those blokes yeah. in the States, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to do our commercial. We're going to get out of here. Okay, cool. All right, you can find Heavy Metal Horror on unsaneradio.com. Listen to full episodes or download to your device. You can find us on Facebook, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. On Instagram, look for Montag Lewis, one word. Our YouTube page, which is if you're watching, that's where you're at. Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And now we're on Roku, Hotel Metal Jam. And if you know someone who would like our show, tell them about us. This has been Montag, Master of Illusion. Chopped out. Wild card. And you've been watching and listening to. Okay, bring up the horn, Steve. Yeah. Heavy metal, metal, metal horror. This is Doug Helbring, and you have been listening to Heavy Metal Horror, the best podcast that you've never heard before. <laughs>